You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gump Town Podcast, episode six. It's your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, I want to thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. Today's guest, I met this gentleman back at the Alabama State University around 2008. Shortly thereafter, we became frat brothers. He's just always been a cool stand-up guy, always fun to be around. He's the founder and owner of Night Eye Visuals. And I'm pretty sure you all will be inspired by his story. Let's give a warm Gump Town round of applause for the Kendrick Knight. Hey, hey, how you doing, dude? Ken, how's it going, bro? Oh, man. Every day is a new, a new adventure, brother. Every day is a new adventure. Yes, sir. I'm with you 100% on that, man. Hey, first things first, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me for a few minutes. Hey, man, no problem, brother. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to even want to talk to me. So, hey, I'm glad to be here. Already, man. Any day, man. You know, man, we go way back, man, way back to 08 and just always been good energy, man, whenever we link up, brother. Anytime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool, man. So for the people who don't know who LaKendra Knight is, tell them a little bit of your story, where you from and how you got to where you are now. Okay, um, I'm actually from starting out in uh, Greenville, Alabama, so I'm a country boy. Uh, moved on to Montgomery. Uh, you know, went to school there, atten- attended Brutech. Um, actually, I uh, graduated, like like you said earlier, from um, the Alabama State University. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, I moved around, uh, working in 95, went from Bama to Texas. Now I'm back in Georgia now, so... I mean, I'm all over the place, man. Always willing to find the next adventure and always willing to try something new. So that pretty much sums with Kendrick up there. Oh, man. There you have it, man. And shoot, what's, what's always been dope about you, bro, is like you said at the very end, you've always been willing to move around and just try your hand in different areas and um, just never being afraid of change, man. And that's always, that's dope, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I guess I got that from being a military brat. So, hey, things might be one way this this month, then six months from now, we're somewhere else. So uh, you always got to be willing to adapt and just be open to whatever situation you're in to try to make the best of it. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And even, um, even just working alongside the military, trust me, I definitely understand what goes into that like the change of environment the moving around so much respect to you for always being willing to move around and not only move around but to adapt definitely man definitely it's part of the fun of the adventure man yes sir so as i said in the intro you're the founder and owner of night eye visuals and um what products and services do you offer over there at night eye visuals Okay, so we offer um, event photography. We offer natural light photography uh, with different sessions, offering from individual to 
to senior portraits to maternity shoots all the way down to uh automobile shoots like i i just love to shoot that so any any idea that you bring we can do my best to try to flesh that out for you and provide you with that to get you get you what you need in the end so as of right now we all only offer photography but as i said i'm always looking for the new adventure so as i continue to hone my craft uh we'll venture out to videography from there but as of right now just uh photography at the moment okay okay that's great man and like you said you're gonna continue to hone in on your craft and eventually expand the business and so basically in the, the products and service you offer right now in you're doing photography from maternity shoots, automobile shoots. So you out there just making it happen. And I, I and uh, one thing I will say, being a photographer, I have so much respect for, for guys like yourself who are in photography because you have to have an eye for it. No pun intended on your, on your brand name, but you have to have the photographer's eye in order to capture those moments, man. So um, I, I definitely enjoy, I definitely enjoy your work. The, the, Photo shoots you have done and posted, man, they've all been of high quality, man. So definitely keep rocking and rolling with that, brother. Man, I really appreciate that. And like you were saying, man, catching that moment is part of the fun of it. That's what brings brings me the joy of being a photographer is doing the setup, catching the light, catching that head tilt at the right moment and placing you in the right place to show exactly what we're trying to get to pull the idea together that's that's one of the best parts you sit there you scoped it out you frame the photo and click you got the right you got exactly what you're trying to catch there's no better moment than that yes sir and like you just said man i mean just catching the moment and bringing whatever idea the customer has to life that's what it's all about that's the art of photography, man. And uh, like I said, much respect to you for what you do. So speaking of ideas, let's talk about that aha moment that sparked the idea for you to start Night Out Visual. What was that aha moment, that life event that sparked the, that, that, um, that led to the creation of Night Out Visual? So I've always been a fan of photography. I've, um, anytime we go out to say track, when I was in Texas, we go out to different tracks like Circuit Americas. We would see uh, motorcycle racing, always involved with cars. So we're always taking pictures. Uh, and I had always been styling the picture like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. And uh, from family, from family events, always shooting those, those, those moments and trying to, you know, hold on to those moments. And then the thing that, that's what got my passion in photography. The thing that actually kicked off the business was I've always preached to all of my friends, bet on yourself. I'm not, everybody's number one cheerleader when it comes to that. You want to do something and bet on yourself. And when the pandemic hit, I looked at it, even though thank, thankfully and blessing that uh, I wasn't as impacted as others, but I just took that moment to think that just like that, Everything that I'm depending on coming from someone else can be taken from me. Right. So why not bet on myself and have something to stand on on my own ten toes? That way, I can always generate some type of funds and have something coming in that can't be taken away from me by somebody else. So the the pandemic is really what motivated me to finally not just do shoots, but let's go ahead and start a business and try to establish some type of maybe generational wealth for myself. 
Hey, you just said a mouthful of that, man. And like you said, bet on yourself. And if anything, this pandemic did, um, it definitely put a lot of people into that, that mind state. Hey, man, this check can be cut off at any point in time. I need to bet on me. I need to step out there and create whatever it is. You know, and to be, truth be told, um, that's great. That And truth be told, man, that's what it's all about, in my opinion, man. Like, taking a, a crazy event like this pandemic and taking, somebody, taking something out of it, having some type of silver lining. I mean, I know everybody isn't of that thinking, but, you know, I, I uh, commend you for having that thought. Hey, this pandemic going on. Um, I'm depending on somebody to pay my bills. They could be taken away. Thank goodness. Thank God that wasn't the reality, but the fact that you had the aha moment during the pandemic, during the tumultuous time, much respect to you for that, man. And that's what it's all about. Generational wealth. I'm all for that. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just a moment where I just, I just took a, a survey of everything that I saw, like, Hey, I've seen people with great jobs. They knew those jobs were going to be there. And pandemic hit and poof, it's gone. So like you said, man, just, just betting on yourself. And, and, and I'm also a, a big advocate of walk what you talk, you know? So I'm always preaching to everybody, bet on yourself, bet on yourself. But yet I was, I guess you could call it apprehensive about stepping out and doing something on my own. What if they don't like it? What if, you know what? I can only do it and swing for the fences and, Go give it a hundred and ten percent as we're going at it, applying everything that I know and what will be will be. We're gonna roll with the punches, adapt, and grow. That's the only thing you can do. Only thing consistent in life is change. So that's where I am with it, man. Nah, man, and much respect to what you just said, man. I mean, because and uh I can relate to you because I was I was always and I'm still this way, I'm always supporting and I'm always um, champion everybody for stepping out there and bend on themselves and um, just giving it a shot. And I was apprehensive as as well to start this podcast because this is something that popped up in my head back in 2018. But I just I sat there and I sat there. I was like, man, I don't I don't know. Like you just said, I had the same thoughts. What if they don't like it? What if it's what, what if it's not good? But I had to kind of shift that thinking, like. What if they do like it? What if it is good? What if I'm sitting on something that's gonna change my grandkids' life and I'm 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 letting fear stop me from changing my grandkids' life and I don't even I don't even have kids yet. It goes back to that generational wealth point you made earlier. Exactly, man. Um it's actually funny because I looked back, like I told you, I bought this camera and my equipment, well, some of my equipment a while back, a couple years in fact. But as I look back through some of the old photos I've been taking, I like caption perfect, uh, perfect moments. And I say perfect, and I'm using that as because it's perfect to me. It captured the the essence of the moments that we were in. It from Christmas to family gatherings, just seeing pictures of those that have gone on, and just knowing that just by, by providing photos to someone that can provide them with either joy in that moment, something to look back on, some type of record. And I was just like, you know what? I've been doing this. So why not just step out on faith and let's let's go out here and just, as long as I'm giving it everything I've got and doing what I'm supposed to do, as far as trying to run this business and run it the right way, I feel like there's no real fail. 
Only thing I can do is tip it. So yeah, I, yeah, this has been one of the biggest blessings I've ever had, just having the courage to actually step out and having friends like yourself and, and others to actually not only push me just as hard as I'm pushing them, but help, help me stay accountable as I'm going through it and growing the growing pains of having a small business. So I've been thoroughly enjoying it. And I'm just glad that that aha moment, not necessarily the moment happened, but I, that I took that from that moment and made something out of it. Yes, sir. And that's what it's all about, man. And um, basically taking that idea and putting it into action. And that was going to lead right into my next question. So after you got the aha moment during the pandemic, it sounds like you didn't spend a whole lot of time um, overthinking stuff like in terms of putting the action behind actually starting the business. So from the time you got the aha moment in the pandemic, how long afterwards did you actually start Night Eye Visual? So it came... It came in, so I guess what, we went home in what, the beginning of February uh, when, the, when, when I went home anyway for the pandemic and started working from the house. But it was that fall. I got the opportunity to do some senior portraits. And I just thought to myself, at first I was apprehensive of, oh, I hope I can do this. This is a once in a lifetime moment. I don't want to ruin this. I want these photos to be great. But I just went out and, was, and I was like, you know what? I know I can do it. So the first opportunity that came to me, I went to it and executed. That's that's all I could do. So I just decided that the first opportunity that comes up that someone's willing to, to give me the chance to come out and show you what I can do, I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. So it was just the fall where I went out, got everything that I needed and just pushed forward from there. No, nah, man, that's great, man. And like you said, you got the aha moment in February and that fall, you went right to work. You didn't spend a whole bunch of time uh, overanalyzing, should I do it? You just did it, man, and it worked out for you. And that's really, that's, that's really important because you have people, you have people on both sides of the spectrum. You have people like yourself who have their idea and act on it right away. You have people like myself who have an idea and we set on it for two or three years and thinking it's not going to work, then we finally put it into action. But the most important thing is getting from the idea to the action. I'm not saying anybody has a set time period. I'm just saying this is uh, this is two this is two great examples on two on opposite ends of the spectrum. So much respect to you for not spending a whole bunch of time on the idea and actually executing, like you said. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh... Cause I feel, I felt like I had already cheated myself by wasting so much time from when I initially bought the equipment. Mm -hmm. Cause I had been soliciting ideas everywhere of, Hey, do you think I can? Do you think I can? Do you? And I did that for a couple of years. And when it finally hit me to go ahead and start my business, I felt like I, it was my duty to reward myself and not sit and continue to overthink. So I agree with you there. Overthinking will kill many a good idea. No, no, man. I mean, you just, I mean, man, really like everything you're saying, I, I promise you, I relate to it, man, because even when, even when I finally decided to do the podcast this year, I bought the equipment back in May and I was sitting there thinking, man, can I do it? Can I do it? I was, I was, I was asking my wife, I'm like, you think this is going to work? 
and I almost talked myself out of it. And like you just said, man, I I never thought about it in that way, but anybody who's out there who's holding on to an idea, you're overthinking it, stop cheating yourself and start it. Ken just gave you a whole word. That's a whole gem. You're cheating yourself. Just start it. People going to like it. People not going to like it. So what? If you have the idea, I'm not trying to get all spiritual on you, but God gave it to you for a reason. Now use it before you take it and give it to somebody else. Yes, sir. I hope it's not too harsh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's exactly how I feel about it. That's exactly what I mean. Because like you said, that can always get taken from you to somebody else. And then you're like, man, I had that idea, but you sat on it and did nothing with it. Some progress is better than no progress. Right. Bingo. So, man, so the the last part of um, the three-part question is, Audacity. So you had the idea, the aha moment, you had the action, you went out there and you made it happen. What gave you the audacity to step out there? Meaning who were some of your influences or what, what influenced you? Who influenced you? Like who gave you the courage? What gave you the courage to finally step out there outside of wanting to bet on yourself? So it was, again, like I said, I've been doing, you know, little, taking pictures here and there for my family. But you know, every when you hear your family say it, first thing that pops in my head is, you're supposed to say that. You're supposed <laughs> to say that. So um, I just took, started taking cues from other people. Uh, when I say other people, I mean outside of uh, my immediate circle. Mm-hmm. I'll take a picture here and there and they go, hey, that's actually a dope, fo- that's a dope photo, appreciate that. But the audacity kicked off from, what's the worst that I can do? The worst that can happen is I'll be right where I am right now at the end of the day with some type of experience. So when I see it, I'm just, I, when I saw it, I was just like, hey, let's let's go. Let's go. Worst that can happen is I tried it. I tried it. So uh, I would look at uh, other people. Uh, let's see. Somebody I admire is uh, Calvin. Uh, they call, uh, used to be called Mr. Grind. Okay. I love his photos. Mm -hmm. I've had other frat brothers that are, uh, that are, that are photographers from LA to uh, even Ricky. Mm -hmm. So I have like plenty of people that I looked at and I saw, I was like, you know what? Basically not to belittle anybody else, but if that person can do it, so can I. Right. So that's, that's really where it came from. If that person can do it, can take the time and learn it and do it, there's no reason I can't. And that's what really motivated me more than anything. Yeah, man. And just to even to um, piggyback on what you just said, no, nah, you're not belittling them in any shape, form, or fashion. Basically, what you were saying was you saw them as inspiration, not competition. You just saw it as you used their work as inspiration and Pretty much what it came down to was you just realize, hey, he's human just like me. If he can do it, so can I. And that's not belittling, man. Like that's no, nah, that's uh to me, that's flattery, man, to to be able to like, well, the person who's hearing this, if Calvin does hear this, like he should hear this and be like, man, like I'm flattered that I I inspired him, like, or anybody else who who you know who's who's mentors you if they hear this they should just realize hey man that's a form of flattery for somebody to be inspired by your work to actually want to step out there and do it on their own good stuff bro 
I appreciate it, man. I definitely appreciate them. And what's crazy is I've reached out and asked one or two questions here and, you know, people will answer them. But to actually see the work is what motivates me to, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm going. We go, we're, we're taking it there. You know, we're, we're, I'm excited to see stuff that, oh, I can try my own hand at this. Like, I, I like the challenge. I like the challenge. And they definitely motivate me to get better every day and continue delivering quality products the way I, I am right now. No, nah, man, good stuff. And that's what it's all about, man. Just continue to find inspiration from wherever you can find it, man, to continue to hone in on your craft and pour into the brand. So, so let me move right into um, the long-term vision for Night Eye Visual. So in terms of, so when I ask the long-term vision, do you see yourself eventually doing hiring employees or doing workshops, teaching people the art of photography, or uh, I know you mentioned earlier that you're going to add video, video, videography to your repertoire. Um, but is there anything else long-term, long-term in the vision? What, is there anything else in the um, long-term vision of the company? Sorry, got word tied, tongue tied. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, as of right now, at, at some point, I would like to offer uh, like just you know, on-demand editing, you know, uh, hey, I took these photos. I want to bring them to you for you to edit them. But uh, like you said, I want to expand um, into the videography space at one point. But I would love, my dream is to have it so that not only is my business running, but it's it's become passive in income on, on one hand, where I have a, a, another team that can go handle another event while I'm, I'm here at this event. That's my, my, that's my end goal is be, to be able to be in more than one place as a company at a time. No, man, that's, hey, that's a great end goal, basically to not only expand your business and have people in multiple places, multiple times and, and multiple places at, at the same time, but also buy back some of your time. Exactly, exactly. That's the end goal to be able to provide when I when I spoke of the generational wealth, that's what I that's what I meant, where I'm now able to create create the income, create uh uh revenue off of something that I love, but at the end of the day I want to be able to get back my time so that I can do other things with it, maybe expand into another business. But at this moment, yeah, that's 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 definitely what I want to do. I want to see us I want to see pictures of us out and about with that Night Eye Visuals logo. That's what I, I, I would love to see that at as many events as possible. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, as we uh, wrap up this episode, man, let's let's talk about the Gump, man. Um, what does what does the Gump mean to you? What has the Gump meant to your development as a man, a business owner overall? Because, um, like, and I asked that question because I, I started this podcast mainly because I wanted to shed a positive light on Montgomery. I wanted people who were from here or who once lived here to be on the platform to pretty much, you know, not only talk about what they have going on now, but yeah, man, the, the million dollar question is what does, what does Gump mean? What does Gump Town mean to you? Gump Town means to me that it's home. That's where I was made. I may have been born in, in Greenville, but I was, I was sculpted and molded in Montgomery, Alabama, from 
changing different schools from being in the, the magnet program coming from the north side over in chisholm uh you know just that's home for me and no matter what i'm going to do what i can for home so as like as a part of being able to like you know just grow my business i also want to be able to sew back into montgomery because that's the place that made me who i am so at some point I would love to be able to, you know, let's 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 buy some houses, let's build, take back the block, let's do all of it and not make it just some catchy words that people say. So like I love Montgomery. I and no matter where I am, and I've bounced all over the place. Three, three, four, what time is it? Is what um <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm gonna rep, rep Montgomery to the end of it. And I'm hardly home, but always repping. You know, no one from Montgomery. And from Alabama, no matter where I am on this map. So that's what Montgomery means to me. Yes, sir. Much respect, man. Much respect. So how can the people connect with you, man? How can they how can they reach you? Uh, if you would, of course, I'm gonna put this in the description of the episode, but if you would just let the good people know your uh, social media handles. Yes, yes. You can find us on you can find Night Eye Visuals, No Spaces on Facebook as well as IG. And a website is going to be forthcoming. But as of right now, those are the best places to reach out to us and, and to schedule a uh, appointment as well as to book us for a session. And there you have it. Hey, Ken, man, thanks again, brother, for taking time out to schedule to chop it up with me, man. I really appreciate it, bro. Not a problem, man. Not a problem. I'm glad to be a part of the show, man, and, and hope you can see continue to see it grow, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, man. Well, All good. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, bro. Well, good people. It's been another dope episode of the Gumtown Podcast. We gone, but, re but before we leave, remember, be blessed, be safe, but most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.